Hello and welcome back to a brand new Player 2 Review Discussion. My name is Paul James and today, for the first time in a little while, but certainly the most recurring face on this uh, platform, it is the Player 2 editor and legend, as I always go with, Matt Houston. How are you, Matt? Good. We've got a stable connection, just using dodgy equipment, but that's fine. We'll, one day we'll get we we'll get it all perfect and everything will be good. So. This house of yours will be back up and running sometime in the yeah, future. Yeah, and then, and then, and then I'll be really good. Yeah, it'll be great. Until all of a sudden we're kind of pressed for time again and we're doing it suddenly, you know, while you're at work or or whatever, as we've done in the past. (laughs) We keep finding ways to make... We'll make it work. Whatever we can. We're adaptable. Yeah. So for anyone who's just listening to the audio version, it may not be apparent, but certainly if you're watching the video version, I've really doled up our background here. We are talking about Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, a spin-off to the Borderlands franchise. Um, I guess the it leapfrogs off the assault on oh, damn it, what's it called? yeah that's right uh, from from Borderlands 2 so it's you know quite some time ago basically a decade ago at this point um, yep. but I guess like there's there's been a lot of questions from a lot of people about the game you've played it in full at this point you put about 25 hours in you've seen uh, seen the campaign to the end you've uh, delved into the other components of the game as well mm-hmm. so tell us Matt is it a worthy Borderlands game? How does it stack up to, say, three, I guess, is the most recent entry? What do you think? I would... For me, it's more fun than three. Yeah, um, right. It has this wonderful sense of whimsy that the other Borderlands games don't have because it's all... The, the whole premise is coming from the mind of Tina. So the whole game, you're playing Tina's avatar, essentially, in this Dungeons & Dragons or bonkers and bad bunkers and badasses as she calls it. Oh, yeah, um, I remember that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's um, it's all very uh, tongue-in-cheek. There's a lot of... The, the jokes come thick and fast, like more so than previous Borderlands games, and they always had a lot of humour in them. But I don't think I've laughed this loud in a game in quite some time. There are some genuinely funny things going on and they're perfect meme jokes like because that's something the borderlands obviously always done a lot of and it works or it doesn't and yeah and even then maybe a repeat playthrough it doesn't hit quite as hard because you now know the joke but um like is it still the same sort of meme sort of humor or is it really uh-huh. we've established a character what? portrait here for tina and we're leaning into that and who we she are is. leaning into tina a lot um and her kind of view on what the world is, which is kind of psychotic in its own way. Yeah. Uh, but there's just, it, it to me, it was very um, almost naked gun-like in a lot of ways. There's some real kind of dad jokes that you just don't see coming in the way they set up. There's, there's an early quest, a side quest this is, so it's not important to the story, and, it, and it, it, this will explain the humour really well. So you see an archer in the overworld, and the archer says to you, I want you to go and get me the the greatest bow ever. It's the best bow. I'm going to kill all... It's going to be great. It's going to complete me as an archer. It'll make me perfect. So you go through this big quest chain. You do the quest. You get to the end, and, and you hear him talking to you in your, in your microphone. He goes, all right, in that chest is the bow. I so can't wait to get it. And you open it up, and it's a bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts going, yes, this completes my outfit. I'm perfect. You know, oh. now I'm the perfect <laughs> archer because I've got the greatest bow ever. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, okay. Look, that, you just can't help but giggle at that. You know, you've set yeah. up this big question. I mean, 
there's a little smirk on the face already and I haven't actually seen it. Yeah. I don't have the voices. I don't have any of the other context and it's it's gotten the right response from me already. Yeah, so, yeah it's okay. just see where this big smile and there's this just innocence and whimsy about the humour in this one. It's not so much in, in border, other Borderlands games because this is like from the perspective of someone's imagination. So yeah. um, and that someone happens to be Nuts. an explosions expert. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's so, it. yeah, it, it is. Very, very cool. And, and it, it's very much helped by not only Ashley Birch's performance as Tina, but as Wanda Sykes and um, Andy Samberg are these two okay. actors that are with you for the whole thing. And um, Wanda Sykes is playing this kind of bit psychotic robot that wants to kill everything. And, and uh, Andy Samberg's playing kind of this romantic hero type. He's actually called Valentine. Um, and he plays this kind of, you know, he sees the romance in being a hero and that sort of thing. And then yeah, the right. dragon, the main bad guys played by Will Arnett, and they're all perfect, like just right really well delivered, well cast. Wanda Sykes is probably the funniest of them, and that doesn't really surprise me. Her dry voice and that that kind of unique Wanda Sykesness Would actually is, really is very much present. And would really complement the rest too, I'd imagine. Yeah, absolutely. And and you get a feel that a lot of this was kind of off the cuff. You, you can you can feel it feels like Andy Samberg and Wanda Sykes were sitting in a room, kind of bouncing off each other. And that's how it, it it may have been that, or it may have been written. And if it's been written, it's been written really well for these two actors because they work really well together. No, that's awesome to hear. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, we won't wade too much into that because. Oh, look, I don't think spoilers are too too big of an issue when it comes to all things Borderlands, but we'll let uh, we'll leave it to people, the the viewer slash listener to enjoy the yes. the story, the humor, all that sort of stuff themselves when the game comes out later this week. But um, the moment to moment is it? It's Borderlands, tried and true Borderlands. It is Borderlands with a few little twists on things. Obviously, this is a fantasy setting, and it's allowed the developers to go even more crazy with the weapon design um because they're mixing magic with traditional guns and it's created and they've obviously thought about it in kind of an off-kilter way and it it works some of these guns are just amazing and and it adds different wrinkles to the game and they wouldn't be look held back's maybe not the right phrase but like there there is baggage that came with the dlc for example borderlands 2 because it was still underpinned by the core borderlands experience Whereas here, the slate is completely clean, and you can yep. you can develop these weapons and and all that stuff around this yeah. theme from the get go, as opposed to kind of it being an afterthought, like like absolutely too. So and so in awesome. in Borderlands two and three, there's a gun company, and you get them, and instead of reloading, you throw the gun and it explodes. Oh, I can't um, in in this yeah, but in this yeah. one, that same company, instead of exploding the weapon turns into a three-headed hydra that shoots fire at their enemies or it turns into a flying little bat that shoots free- freezing bullets at the enemies you know yeah, right. so it's creating and there this is the busiest borderlands game there is a lot going on in the screen like between spells that take up the whole screen like one of the spells that i used a lot was a uh, it's like three big uh ice cyclones that would come and attack enemies and you know and then you've got normal spells and then you've got weapons that fire on their own and you've got a companion character uh, so there's a lot going on at any one time it's very busy 
Um, I mean, you had me sold to... on the Tidial guns already. Like that, in terms of yeah. the height, like that's, I'm in. Yeah, already. it's super cool. It's very cool. Um, it all seems to work. It does create a few little technical issues. Uh, some slowdown. Has, I did yeah. come across some slowdown. I'm playing on a fairly high-end uh, computer, an i7 with a 3070. Um, also, I do want to mention, though, NVIDIA at this point haven't released drivers for the game yet. So Yeah, okay. It, it could be just that pre-release thing and it will be fixed up as soon as NVIDIA releases their drivers and their, yep. like, PC gamers will know the drill. Like, if you're playing the game before the drivers have come Update out, you may. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that could be the issue. Um, can't say. But, yeah, there was definitely some slowdown and some frame rate stutters with all the craziness going on. Was it still substantial? Like, or was it still fairly infrequent? Uh, it was... It was fairly often, but it would, excuse me, would resolve fairly quickly. Um, okay. So um, it wasn't like making the game unplayable ever. It was just noticeable. You, you'd definitely notice that drop from, say, sixty frames down to twenty-five frames. So yeah. it was, it wasn't unplayable frame rate, but you, you definitely but noticed that drop. Yeah. Yeah, okay, fair enough. That, I mean, that's, I guess that's a bit of a shame. Uh, systemically, in terms of, I mean, obviously Borderlands has had its loot, uh, sorry, skill trees and all of those sorts of things. Any little differences to that? I mean, obviously there's going to be like, yes. core, you know, Wonderland sort of elements there. Like, but any the fantasy amateur. Yeah, so there's yeah. six six um, classes this time. Um, so two more than the traditional four classes for a Borderlands game. Yeah. At least before DLC, anyway. Yeah, pre DLC. Yeah. Um. But at the 15 level mark, you get to add a subclass. Uh, so you get to pick another one of the classes and add that to your skill list. Yeah, cool. So, so for example, I started off as the Spore Warden, which is kind of the yeah, ranger, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you've got a little mushroom, killer mushroom side character that helps you along. But then I added to it the, the warrior class, which gives you melee bonuses and all sorts of other things in the end. So they kind of complemented each other really well, but you can mix it up however you want. It, it makes it feel very tailored to you, much Once more so than the other ball league. Yeah. No, no, you can change your subclass at any time. You can't okay, change cool. your original class, but once, oh, not any time, once you've reached a certain point in the story, you can change your subclass to whatever yeah, cool. you want. Yeah. So it's like a story element thing, but yeah. Um, and, and then you get to the end game stuff and you can mix and match as much as you want and, and just play around and have a bit of fun with everything, really. Talk to me about the world itself, so the stuff that we we get to shoot at, um, like nice, diverse range of enemies, because I guess that's yeah. always been one of, the, one of the criticisms I've had for Borderlands. You've got, you know, maybe 10 to 12 kind of core enemies, enemies. and then it's just different skins on those after that point, and they might fire a you know, corrosive instead of a, fl a flame-based, yeah. like, but it's more or less the same sort of thing. So is it a similar sort of story here or do we actually have a there, fairly There is a range? bit of that, but there's quite a range of different kind of classes of enemies, I guess. There's the kind of skeleton slash zombie yep. type. There's the pirate type. There's the kind of raider type. Um, then there's the bigger mo the monsters, which is like these land sharks. There's uh, crabs, there's spiders, there's dragons, there's whip, okay, so there's uh, you know. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're spider crabs, actually. So it might, she might be all right. Maybe she's not, yeah. <laughs> Jess, let us know. Hard to say. Hard to say. Um, but, you know, there seems to be quite a decent variety. And within those kind of subtypes, there's three or four different varieties. So, you know, yeah. 
there'll be the, the skeleton with the gun, there'll be the skeleton with the sword, skeleton, magic skeleton, the, you know, that sort of thing. And it mixes it all up that way. Um, boss fights are exceptional. Best boss oh, fights awesome. in Borderlands, um, hands down. That's uh, again Borderlands yeah, 2 yeah. being the real highlight in that space. And I did yeah. 3. As much as I thought it was a pretty good game, I don't think I was as negative on it as, as a number of people were. That It didn't hit the, the high marks that Borderlands 2 did, especially in no. terms of the bosses. So I'm glad yeah, no, boss that. fights are really good. Um, once again, that fantasy element, that it's really freed the developers because essentially there's no rules. Because, you know, the whole premise is from Tina's mind and if Tina makes it up, it, it happens. So, um, yeah, they've, they've kind of run with that really well and, and taken some really unexpected turns with, with okay. design that you wouldn't think of, but then when you play, you go, hey, that actually really works. I would have never thought of that myself. Um, yeah, so they've done, a, they've done a really good job in that aspect, I think. And then the world design itself, like are we looking at some fairly... Unique. I mean, obviously, again, Tina's mind's going to throw some yes. crazy shit at us from time to time, but like fairly diverse sort of environment, or are we it's, it's kind of lots of diverse. You told me um, twenty hours was completion, so it's perhaps not yep. quite as long as another Borderlands game. Does that mean that we're getting well? To be honest, that that was biomes. To I, I reckon I probably only did fifty percent of side quests. Yeah, okay. So I was at level 34 when I finished, and I think, well, once you get to the true endgame stuff is level 40. Um, okay. So uh, it wasn't too far off, but I think I would have had a good chunk of side quests that I didn't do. Um, there are actually areas in the game that you don't go to unless you do the side quests. Uh, right. So no, they're not either. like they're actual big maps that, uh, you can go to just for side quest activity and you go into the map and all of a sudden like six quests pop up that you can do within that map. Sweet. Um, because there's this overland structure where you, you've got a top-down look at your character and this is once again a uh, like a Dungeons and Dragons spin. So you, you play as this top-down look and there's random encounters that pop up. Um, you know, there's little side quests, there's secrets you can find in this overworld. Um, there's these little arena sections, which is one of the negatives I had with the game, not because it was particularly bad, but Borderlands combat is not tailored as an arena shooter. No, so no, it's not. You, you think of arena shooters, you think of Shadow Warrior, you think of Doom, you think of games like that that are all about this fast-paced kind of multi-skill combat. Forward, yeah. yeah. It doesn't work so well with the Borderlands style. It's not bad by any means. It just happened too often. Um, yeah, okay. That's a shame. So, uh, something for me to keep my eyes out for, I guess. Yeah, you know, so you play it, you get a side quest, you go into a cave or a, or a dungeon, you do three waves of enemies, you walk out again, and it's all in these arena sort of maps. And while it's fun, it's it's just not what Borderlands is, I guess. Yeah. Um, had it been Doom or, you know, something with that fast-paced combat built oh, that's, in... that's their shtick. It's the whole deal, right? But, yeah, with Borderlands, it doesn't quite work. And especially, depending on what weapons you've got, like, it could be a cakewalk, you know, because yeah, you've you got a weapon that right wipes them out. Yeah, that's it. So, you know, it, it doesn't have that skill level that an, a good arena shooter does. And there's a little bit too much reliance on that, I felt. Um but that comes to the end game too when you go into the uh, roguelike mode 
uh, called the Chaos yeah, let's Chamber. Let's talk about that because it was only fairly recently announced that this was a thing. So yeah, so when you finish like? the game, it's pretty good. Like that actually adds some fun to the this kind of arena system because of the modifiers and the different uh, things that you get in a roguelike experience. You know, yeah. you kill enemies, you earn gems, you can buy modifiers for the next map in the roguelike. It, it works like yeah. any roguelike, you know, you carry it on, you get three lives to finish a five encounter and a boss. So you get five encounters and a boss. Um, and each time you can pick whether you want different modifiers that make it easier or harder. Your rewards alter depending on what you pick. You know, if you pick harder, you get better rewards, better yeah, loot. Yeah, it makes sense. And then at the end, you've got the decision. You can use the gems you pick up to make things easier for yourself or you can use the gems at the end to get better loot, you know, and buy the loot at the end of the end of the run. Yeah, yeah. It works really well. And it's, it's kind of a fast-paced sort of quick, you know, 20-minute run in and out. Um, it, it scales with you. So the first encounter is probably two levels below you and the boss encounter is probably three levels above you. Okay. Um, so, and that's how it kind of plays out. So it gives you a nice challenge every time. Doesn't matter your loadout; you're going to have to work to beat this guy, especially as a solo player. Uh, I don't know how it scales with multiplayer. Obviously, pre-release, it's, it's a bit hard to yeah to get a hold of that sort of thing. And you, uh, but you it, by your own admission, were running to the clock, so you've just been surging on ahead while oh, this I have guy been. over I've, here is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been. One. I've been powering through that. Um, but yeah. It, it, it seems like a fun system, and I think it's the sort of thing that will be very easy to mix up with updates. So yeah. I can very much see Borderlands, uh, Gearbox, sorry, you know, adding wrinkles, adding events, you know, that sort of thing to the Chaos Chamber that w- that will mix things up. It's a great way to level up, great way to get some really cool loot, some crazy loot like the Slamming Salmon, which I just got. Um, that's a melee weapon. Yeah, okay, good. It's a big giant fish that you whack people with. I mean, that's, that's that can only be fun, right? I'll also yeah, just yeah. mention there for listeners slash viewers, uh, Matt was running to the clock because of a holiday he's going on, not because of some really short turnaround. Because no, no. there's been dialogue about that in other games recently. I want to make no, sure we had plenty of time for this. Lots of, I, lots of time. I just wanted to get it before he left the country. Yeah, and that's fair <laughs> enough too because uh, the Borderlands games are awesome, and if if you yep. can squeeze in before you go, why not? Um, Absolutely. Were there any other kind of key aspects that you wanted to touch on at all? Obviously, as you mentioned, the multiplayer is not something you've dabbled in up to this point. But, no, um, not really. I, I managed to get one co-op match going, and and it was it works. You know, Borderlands have had co-op down since game works one. A treat. You know, you know they've they've just nailed that, and that's no different. Uh, well, I, I think made Borderlands one kind of enjoyable, really, because the original, yeah, it really the original was. was a bit rough, a bit stale. Yeah, it was. Um, I think to me, this is. I think it feels more like a labor of love that this one than Borderlands 3 did. I think Borderlands 3, in a lot of ways, felt like you were running over old ground. Yeah. Uh, and that it, it wasn't bad. I enjoyed my time with Borderlands 3, but it, nowhere near as much as I enjoyed number two um, because I felt like I was just doing the same thing over and again. But this kind of fantasy setting that, that Tina has allowed has really allowed the developers to just go crazy and, and try anything, really. And and there is a bit of, you know, throwing, you know, mud at the wall and see what sticks in in some instances. But, but you can more do that st- when you're in this setting. You can, and more sticks than doesn't. Um, it, it is a lot of fun. Uh, 
And, you know, there's, there's some errors, and it's Borderlands at its core. This is not going to win over new fans. Yeah. Like, this isn't the game to convert the bloke that didn't like Borderlands. This is for Borderlands fans. Uh, I just I just think they've had so much fun with it, and it comes across in the gameplay, which is, which is really nice to see. It is a genuinely smile-inducing game, I guess. You just you play it with a grin on your face. There's lots of jokes, uh, some really corny jokes, but, you know, kind That's of in that naked gun style of comedy yeah, where it's a bit slapstick, a bit silly, a bit over the top. Ne- it never punches down. It's never mean. Uh, there's constant jokes about no, keeping there. It's for the most part. Yeah, there's, there's, there's jokes almost every hour or so. Tina jokes about keeping the game T rated T for Tina. Um, so <laughs> there's no there's no alcohol at the tavern. It's strictly soda, you know, and that, that comes up quite a bit. And well, you know. she's underage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's underage. So, yeah. <laughs> and and there's you know this constant theme of of Tina's warped mind and and characters that she's created in this Dungeons and Dragons world that she loves, but the other two characters. Um, aren't real fussed on and so Tina gets upset about that and, and it, you know it's there's a lot of fun there I've got one personal question yeah uh, how much Hammerlock is in the game none oh thank god this is like I know it's like an unpopular opinion but I can't stand that guy so I, I'm thrilled <laughs> no. that he's not there, in the there's uh, a few cameos from old Borderlands characters like Claptrap shows up of course of course um, could not uh, what's the big guy? The punch that punches everything. Brick. Uh, he was in, Brick. Brick shows up, but he's uh, the fairy punch father. Uh, <laughs> you of, know. Course, of course he is. Yeah. And and yeah, um, the the kind of narrator is the uh, head of the Crimson Razors from the first game. Um, oh, um, that, that that ends up dying in two. Yeah, yeah, uh, got, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, yeah, the names, the names escaping yeah. me right now. But yeah, I follow what you mean. And but yeah, there, there's there's right. these cameos from from Borderlands characters in there, but they're obviously playing fantastical versions of yeah, piss take of versions of themselves. Piss take versions of themselves. Uh, the the uh, chick from Borderlands Three that loved coffee. Uh, oh, in yeah, the, okay. in the, yeah, she's in it as a knight. Uh, you know things yeah, like that, and of course Princess Butt Stallion. Oh, of course, Queen. Butt Stallion has to be there. Oh, is it Queen is now? Qu- Queen Butt Stallion of Brighthoof. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll just I'll just take that one in when the time comes. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's there's Borderlands love there for fans, but you won't feel out of place if you haven't played the games before. No, um, good, good to hear. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll wrap things up there. Matt, your written review is going to be live on the Player 2 website as of now. By the time that people are watching and or listening to this, you yes. can go to the website player2.net.au and check that review out. Uh, but where can people go to just see what you're up to? Maybe get some uh, photos from your holiday or whatever the case happens to be. Yeah, yeah. If you want to see photos of Fiji, head, head to Huso81 on Twitter. Or you can just head to Player2AU. I'm uh, back from surgery now. Um, after I'm back from Fiji, I'll be back uh, giving Paul a break who's, who's filled in magnificently for me while I've been off. <laughs> Shaking my eyes. So, yeah, um, I'll be back running things, probably breaking everything that Paul set up while I was away, but, you know, that's how it goes. I've Matt has learned how to use Canva in the time that uh, he's yeah. been gone. Like, I've, I've taught him some little tricks there, or just, no, actually, yeah. I didn't really. I just threw the platform at you and told you, expected you to work it out. Work it out, work it out. Um, <laughs> but, 
you did so, so it's great. Um, so yeah, yeah, Matt will be back at the helm soon. Um, I haven't posted anything Nickelback related yet, so I might do that before. It's just as one final little <laughs> nudge uh, as as he walks back in, and I peace out for a bit because um, I'll be off on a holiday shortly after you return. But um, yeah, make sure to go check out Matt's written view on the website, player2.net.au. Again, Huso81, as you mentioned. Paul James Games for myself. The website's player2au. Like, share, and subscribe to the channel. Pod, uh, the Patch Podcast feed as well. Five-star reviews. That'd be awesome. But otherwise, thank you to 2K for providing copies of the game for the sake of this review. We really appreciate it, and we'll see you later. Yes. Catch you next time.